If someone you were close to were on their deathbed, what would you do, what would you say, and how would you react? Let's dive into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Negations. Was that loud? Yes. Oh, my bad. <laughs> well, welcome to another episode of the No Negations podcast. Daryl D. Sullins Jr. is here. Ayla Sullins. And DS Ninja is in the house. <laughs> oh. Okay, sorry. Oh, my God. Anyways, we were having a cool conversation before we got on here. We had a different plan, but... We thought that this was a better topic. So, mm-hmm. um, Big Daryl had a good question. What was it? If you have someone close to you who was terminally ill and was given a short period of time to live, how would you handle it? What's your mindset? How would you deal with that? Oh, my gosh. This is a deep question. Wait, okay, okay, okay. Is this like... Oh, I guess this is like deathbed. Like they're going to, they might. They've be. been given a certain amount of time, short period of time to live. How would you deal with it? Okay, that? so the first thing that comes to mind is when you when you first asked that question was okay. Obviously, I would talk to him about like the relationship with Christ, but the way that I think it'll be hard for me because I'm used to being patient with people and you know waiting for someone to want to get to that point. And I feel like when someone's on their deathbed and they only have a certain amount of time, it's a totally different conversation. So right now in my head, I'm trying to figure out how I would deal with that because I'm not the type of person to be like, look, gosh, do it. You know, I give little nuggets and I create conversations and make people think. But do, I, that's just out of my comfort zone. So I don't know what to what I would do or even how I would think in that situation. How would you do it? So, first of all, you have to think in your mindset. You don't know how much time you have. See, tomorrow is not promised to us. Mm -hmm. So, we should have a sense of urgency. But whether somebody is told by a physician that they have a number of days or in our everyday living because tomorrow is not promised. And so, even though you have a relationship with Christ, you have friends that don't, Mm -hmm. you know, so wait, my question for you then is this. Okay, so I get that and you know that I could wake or I may not wake up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But so should are you basically saying that when you're talking about Christ, you need to expedite it, speed it up? Like, I don't get what, I, can you explain that? No, we're called to spread the good news, the gospel. That's what yeah. we're called to do. Yeah. But our mindset and the way we act is not with a sense of urgency. You like you say you got patience. Yeah. On whose clock? On mine. Yeah. That, but your clock is not what's significant. It's God's clock. Yeah. And that's, that. Yeah, that is so. That okay. If you could have seen my face when you first started, because I knew where he was going. As soon as he said that, I was like, oh man. But that is so true because whether it be us that could go tomorrow or our friend, like we might not even oh. get to be by them on their death. But what if they get in a wreck? Yeah. Or something yeah. and they die on the spot. Like we might not even be able to be there to sit there with them and read scripture or ask them if they accept Christ or any of those things. So what is so, okay, so how do I talk to people then? Like how would I communicate with somebody if I can't if I don't necessarily want to shove it down their throat or and at the same time I don't want to be patient with it. 
like how do I communicate with somebody about okay let me ask you this question I'm driving down Chagrin Road okay mm-hmm. you see me but I don't see you yeah in the direction that I'm going there's a a hundred foot wide hole, fifty foot deep in the road. Wait, there's a what? There's a. I'm driving down Chagrin Road. Mm-hmm. There's a hundred foot wide hole, and it's fifty foot deep. You know it, but I don't. What would you do? I'm putting up the signs, waving my hands, like, come on. What would you say? <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be like, yo, you gotta stop, or you're gonna die. Oh, yo, yo, you gonna stop? You, you're gonna die is that how you're gonna do it i guess i don't know i'm just gonna no be like, you Stop. wouldn't they can't they're in the car what are you gonna do they, they're not gonna hear you go yo y'all active i'm on the mic like yeah obviously i'm gonna wave up yes keep going <laughs> no i'm asking you what would you do and how would you do it? i would try to stop them why because i know i can see the da- oh i see where you're going with it. i can see the danger so that's why i would try to stop them yeah, would you be patient with it? No. So what is the difference? There's no difference. Is a person that's been given a certain amount of time to live, why would you be patient? Why would you wait to see what they think about you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you know the destination for those who accept Christ, if you know the importance of that, and you know they've been given a, cert- a short period of time to live, it's like that person driving down the road with a hole as wide as it is deep because there's a sense of urgency. Why? Because you want them protected. Mm-hmm. You want to be assured that they wouldn't be harmed. Mm-hmm. And in our case, we want to ensure that they live in a life of eternity. And so when you put the mindset in that, I don't even know how much time I have. So sometimes you, you sit with the Bible open on a coffee table to Psalms that is dusty Mm-hmm. Because we think that's going to protect us. And, and, and our faith is about a relationship. And in that relationship, he said, go to all the nations, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what he's telling us. That's the great commission. He's co- commissioning us. In other words, he prepared us, given us the power to do that. Mm-hmm. And so when we're thinking about a, a, somebody close to us, Whose, whose, whose life is, is coming to a close and you don't have that understanding that they have a relationship with it, that's a sense of urgency. Man. So, Mike, yeah, I... Okay, God yeah, that was a bar. But this is what I want to ask you. Why are you waiting to that point to communicate with them about God? So, if this is your friend or family member or whatever you have that basis why is it now why are you now at that point where they're on their deathbed you're communicating with them i didn't say you what you haven't been but mm-hmm. i'm saying when they've been given that time you want to know mm-hmm. that they know yeah you know because some people are like like i say if you die today where would you go they say i guess or i think heaven mm-hmm. that's not insurance mm-hmm. they're, yeah. they're not sure i mean and there's a not a lot of people want to hear this, but heaven is not part of every religion. You know what I'm saying? So if you believe that you're going to heaven, what are you, where are you getting that from? Where are you getting the idea of heaven from? 
what does heaven mean to you? Because it's not in every religion. And if you're going to follow by, you know, the Christian type heaven, then you should be reading and figuring out where you stand with God. I mean, that's... I was having good conversations today. And all of this kind of lines up with that. And so that's why I was like, God is speaking today. Because even this week, I had some interesting conversations. I had actually gotten in kind of like a spat with a friend um, about, you know, basically acting as the Bible asks us to act. And, you know, is there an excuse for your behaviors? Like, do you have an excuse for your behaviors? Is it ever okay to have an excuse for your behavior? Um, Wait, elaborate on that a little bit. Like, okay, let's say you're a believer, Mm -hmm. right? You know what God calls of us as believers, how Mm -hmm. he calls us to act, hold ourselves, respect, act like him, right? Christ. Mm -hmm. And so if you find yourself in a situation where you know that if you ask yourself, would Jesus be in this situation? The answer is no. How do you excuse that? Do you say, oh, it's okay because of this. It's okay because of this. Or is just, would Jesus do this enough? Mm -hmm. Your answer to, would Jesus do this be enough? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, if if you look at the disciples that follow Christ, if you look at them, you you had a tax collector who was hated. mm -hmm. You had the sons of Zebedee who was off the hook. You, you have Paul who crucified and, and threw Christians in jail, you know, and did those things. Uh, but when they came to the knowledge of Christ, they changed, except one, you know, mm-hmm. of course, Judas, Judas. you know, but it, it, it was destined for him to, to be like that. Right. But the thing is, is it's not that if you fall or if you fall short, it's about repentance and doing the correction mm-hmm. and don't doing it no more. That's what it came down to, in my mind, was, okay, you did it, okay, but do you have that feeling of it was wrong to do in the first place? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, coming that, to that like, realization. Like, that guilt, like, this wasn't supposed, I wasn't supposed to do this. Yeah, coming to that realization of just, not necessarily the guilt, but just, like, I should repent for that. Yeah. Because that's not something I should have been doing. I think that's... Especially people who are in positions like I think us, like creators, I feel like that is a constant battle with people is figuring out, you know, trying to live God's way and then living what's going to get the likes and get the streams and get all that stuff on social media. The world's way. Yeah. What even just not even likes and streams even just like friends. Yeah. Because it's so easy. Like we so easy to just go on social media and be cussing and talking about girls, this guys that and do all this other stuff. And get all the, and it's not, it's not really, I guess you'll say praised or really, uh, uh, you get like a positive look when you're doing things a different way. And so I feel like a lot of people, especially like people that is around our age group, um, a lot of people may struggle with that. So how do you have that conversation? Um, so how did you have that conversation with that person or whoever you talk to? I don't know if it was the best way to go about it, my way of doing that. What did you do? Uh, well, the, the conversation was kind of already open. Mm-hmm. Somebody else had presented the situation in a joking way. Mm-hmm. And and then the person had responded kind of without that 
almost like proud of what they had done mm-hmm. in a sense. And to me, I wouldn't have said anything to them in that way if I knew that they weren't a Christian and had expressed how that they would like to live. What way did you say it in? Was it just like, oh, you suck. You're an idiot. You did this. Or was you like, <laughs> what way did you say it in? <laughs> no, I don't think I said it like that. I don't know the exact way I said it, um, like to tell you word for word, but I know that I had posed the question, do you see Jesus in that situation? Mm -hmm. Like, could you honestly say that, you know, he had said, you know, Jesus is always with me Mm -hmm. no matter what situation. And that's true. But we are called as Christians, and I said this to him, to be like Christ. So Mm -hmm. do you see Jesus basically replacing you in that situation? This is how I feel about situations like that. And you guys feel free. I know you definitely will tell me if you guys think I'm wrong. Um, Tell me if you think I'm wrong. But I feel like in situations like that, you have to understand who you're talking to and their personality. Because, like, there's some people that I know, and even working as a trainer, there's some people I know that I can be direct with. And I'd be like, look, you sucked on this one. Like, this, you, you could do better than that. And I know there are some people I have to, like, you know, kind of build up a little bit and, you know, work with. I think it comes down to understanding. But as me, as a person communicating, I guess I have to reflect on, I'm not saying this towards you, but this is just me talking. I have to think, think, uh, uh, take into account how I am coming off to that person and if it's being received. So, like, I definitely think we'll be able to, like, tell if somebody's receiving something or not or being able to, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think in that situation, I had maybe assumed something farther than what it was. And so when I was reacting, I was straightforward about biblical principles because I thought that he was also at that point Mm -hmm. in his life to where he would be able to receive that. I also expressed in that conversation that I wouldn't speak to some of my other friends in that way. Yeah. At the same way I had spoken to him. So maybe it was my mm-hmm. assumption that didn't make that communication clear as mm-hmm. to where he was spiritually, to where I could go to him and say, this is not mm-hmm. biblical. Uh, can I, uh, let me ask you this question. I actually like this. Um, after you communicated the way that you communicated, did you feel like a source of guilt? Like, I feel bad for communicating this way? I didn't feel... I was conflicted on that because part Mm -hmm. of you wants to say, you know, I'm sorry because I think I hurt his feelings. Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily feel sorry for speaking Mm -hmm. the truth. I got you. If that makes sense. Like, I would feel bad if he felt a certain way and how I approached him. And maybe I could have done that differently. I assumed that I was doing it the right way. And maybe I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's a conversation that I would have with him now and maybe come to an apology. But as far Mm -hmm. as speaking that truth, I think he understood Mm -hmm. the reasoning. I don't know if he agreed with it, but I think he, at the end, he said, I get that. Yeah. So. Because that's how kind of how like I feel about different things. Because if I communicate with somebody and I feel guilty about it, I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't. But at the same time, like when you're, you're speaking truth i guess so it's a little bit different but let me oh go ahead you about to well say yeah um you we are commanded as believers in christ if i'm all go off left and and people always go to matthew 7 and says you're not supposed to judge well in matthew 7 
when he says judge unless thou be judged, mm -hmm. he said, how can you talk about the speck in your brother's eye when you got a plank? Yeah. You got to keep that in context. He was talking about the Pharisees who was using the law to control people, but they wasn't following the law. Mm -hmm. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, it tells us that um, as believers, we have every right to judge. But when we're judging, we're not judging our our criteria with our criteria. We're judging based on the word of God. We're using the word of God. So we're saying that in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12, you know, God says, what business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Yeah. Are we not to judge those inside? Expel the wicked man from among you. That actually leads to my next question I have. So there's, I mean, the, the growing up, the term that I'm used to hearing is lukewarm. So somebody that has one <clears throat> foot in, one foot out. How do you communicate with someone who may be like lukewarm, who understands God and understand that God has power and, you know, God is God and whatnot, mm -hmm. but they still doing things of the world? Is that for, a, do you, do you consider that person not of the church or do you like, how do you communicate with that, that person in that predicament? In, in Matthew's chapter uh, 15, it talks about uh, if a brother is sin, go to them one-on-one. Yeah. And if you win them over, you keep it between the two of you. Mm -hmm. But if they don't, you take two or three that the word might be established. That's going back to Deuteronomy and you go into them. If you don't listen to them too, then you bring it before the church. Yeah. Not them bring the instant, the, the, the act before the church. And then the church, what the church do is you're not bringing them, standing them necessarily in front of the church. But now you're getting the brothers and the sisters from the church calling hey you okay they're going over you're praying with them you know you're trying to win them back so it's not like a oh let me get my friends and we're going to beat you down and judge you it's none of that it's no remember it's about restoration to restore them mm -hmm. back in right standing david david was out chilling on the on the balcony mm -hmm. and he looked over and seeing he's like oh who is that and the servant said Oh, that's Bathsheba, mm -hmm. Uriah's wife. That was actually one of the points that was made in the conversation. He goes, what about David? He's talking about sinners that yeah. God had still chosen. And at that point, I had said, that doesn't make it okay. Just because God can choose you. We're all sinners. He chooses you, you know. But it's our duty as a Christ follower to be as much like Christ as we can, especially when we know what is called of us. Mm-hmm. And so it's our duty to make those decisions. I'd, it was a very interesting conversation. And I would, I would have liked to tape it so I could go back and hear myself. Mm -hmm. Because you never know. You don't hear yourself in the moment. Yeah. And maybe I could have come off insensitive or something like that. And in that way, I would, have, I would like to have heard that so I could see how I could improve on being gentle and speaking to them in a gentle way or a way that he would understand. Um. I think I had assumed that we were, I guess, on, on, I could speak to him as if I was speaking mm -hmm. to a, a similar person in faith. Well, I mean, you, when you ask him the question, you have, you're causing them to reflect on their actions or where they are. Uh, Paul said, I become all things to all people that I might win some. And so when we're dealing with uh, situations like that, they, they're outside the boundaries of it. It's a conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's, a, it's, it's helped them to see in the light of Christ. 
um, you don't have to pull out your Bible nunchucks, mm -hmm. you know, and beat them <laughs> over the head. You don't have to do that, but it's a conversation and you should bring the word into it so they understand. It's not that you judging from your standards, but you're judging with the word based on God's standards. And that's what I had said. Is that he, he was saying that I was judging him. I was like, no, I'm not judging you because your actions are reflective of you. I'm just, as your friend, it's like keeping somebody accountable. But don't I get said. caught up on the word judging. Yeah. Because we are. We yeah. are. You, as a matter of fact, Oof. as a matter of fact, if you go to Ezekiel chapter 33, talking about the watchman, mm -hmm. he said, if the watchman sees the sword coming, and he warns the people, but they don't listen. Blood their blood is on their head. Yeah. But if you see the sword coming and you don't warn them, the blood is on your head. So in other words, God's saying you didn't do what you're supposed to do, just like with Jonah. That's why he sent him to Nineveh. And Jonah knew if he go to Nineveh and preach God's word, his enemies would be saved. I have a question. Sure you do. Okay, so listen, what you just said. I think that was a bar, right? But is there a point? Okay, because you said like if you know if you tell them and then they don't listen, the blood is on their hands. Where is that point where you like no longer tell them? So like Ayla, you got that like that friend and they they do the same exact thing they did before. I'm not gonna and they, tell them. Yeah, yeah, but like where when is that point when you you're like you know what I can't keep I'm not gonna keep you know study Paul. Okay. Paul said. Look, I'm dusting dust from my sandals, and I'm going to the Gentile. They wouldn't listen to Paul, you know. So, but when is that? If you're communicating with somebody, when is that point for you, uh, Dad, and for you, Ayla, where you like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have to let this person like learn. I think after that conversation, I had hit my point of I'm just not gonna say, and I had said that during mm -hmm. the conversation. I was like, that's fine. I won't say anything anymore. You know, I told you how I felt, or not I felt, but, mm -hmm. I, you know, I spoke the piece on it. I'm not going to say anything anymore because what it's what it does, it's, it's going to affect our relationship. And I know that if we were to continue in our relationship and, and I could keep working on my relationship with Christ or Daryl or whoever is surrounding this person, that maybe, you know, he would try to take that path as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think, but I don't know if he would do that if he <laughs> didn't want to be friends with me anymore. Mm -hmm. So at that point now, it's like I said my piece about it and now I'm going to let it go and then I'm just going to try to work on myself, like with God, you know, my relationship with God and try to be an example, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I, and you're really asking me that. Yeah, I really <laughs> <laughs> just like the one that said, hey, Dad, I want you to help me run. And so, okay, we get on that. You start complaining. I walked off. Yeah, but, it, okay, is that is that is this concept um, uh, compatible with all situations? Like, can you take the same concept and use it, whether somebody has said they want to do something and whatever. Like, how I said I want to do this in track, but I wasn't putting in the work. Like, I mean, you, concept you, you see it all through scriptures where that, where that happened, mm -hmm. where the people didn't listen, you yeah. know, and... In, in Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah, you know, well, in Genesis, you know, they didn't listen. And then, you know, not to, they try to bargain with them. If I find 50 people, yeah. if I find 40, you know what I'm saying? If I can find five. Uh -huh. but, but here's the thing. 
Remember the analogy I gave you before about planting a garden? What? Which one? Uh, you, a garden. You give me analogies like every day, so. Yeah, well, <laughs> to, to, you want to start a garden, you got to open this earth up, you got to plant a seed, mm-hmm. you cover it up and you water it. Mm-hmm. You don't make the seed grow. You yeah. plant it. It's not up to you now. Mm-hmm. So by our relationship with Christ and having a gospel, we are planting seeds. Yeah. We're planting seeds with the gospel. It's not up to us, but see, it's counted to us as being obedient because we did what God said. Yeah. What if somebody's listening to this right now and they're in the other seat? So they're not the person that is telling someone like, look, this is not of God, but they're the person that's doing the act. What do you say to that or to them? Or like, how should that person, I don't want to say how that should that person feel, but what like what you know what I mean? I don't even know how to ask that well, question. Well, that depends. Are they are they Christians or non Christians? Well, I've, I've based off of like what I seen with our listeners, most of them have some type of understanding. There's a difference so, in having some type of understanding and having a relationship. Yeah, I know that, but it, this is what I'm talking about. Is like the lukewarm. If this if a person's like lukewarm or they're in a the position like okay, I understand God is this, but I know if I do this, I can get that. You know, like that type of person. I mean, I mean, you're talking about the gospel. It's, it's not no lukewarm because the verse that you're talking about, lukewarm, he said, if you lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Yeah. And so it's, it's either, are they saved? Mm-hmm. Now, once we in the body of Christ and we have a relationship with him, it's like this ring on my finger. Yeah. When you see this ring, what does that mean? You're married. Right. I'm married. And therefore, I should act a certain way. I should not be acting the way I did prior to marriage. This is a reminder mm-hmm. of a covenant that I made. And so when we're given a gospel, when we fellowship and that, those are reminders of how we should act. And we shouldn't act outside the boundaries of that. Mm-hmm. And when we do, that's why we're accountable to each other to bring us back into right standing based on God's word, using this word. Yeah. So it's not about if a person is lukewarm. Is it's about do they have a relationship with Christ? Mm-hmm. That's whether they're in business, that's whether they're in education, that's where they're on an occupation, whether they're athletes. We're supposed to carry ourselves based on the covenant that we have with Christ mm-hmm. as an athlete, as a business person, or whatever. Yeah. Time out. He just said occupation. Did you hear that? No. I said I occupation. No, he definitely said occupation. Okay, well, whatever. You it's just, on. It's on tape. So. Yeah, you <laughs> we'll just see. called me out in front of thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. And then they're all gonna be checking, going back. Yeah, you do say activate. <laughs> I tell you, twenty six minutes and forty three seconds. Go back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, I. So this is my. This is where I'm at in everything. I'm either left or right. I'm either too hard or not hard enough. <clears throat> I don't know if. I don't know where Daryl D should be when it comes to communicating with different people. Um, And like I said, like, I I mean, I try to read people, but sometimes I guess my question is, how do you know that you're coming off the right way? If a person professed to be a Christian. Yeah. I'm talking about a person professed to be a Christian Mm -hmm. because those that's not a Christian. They act in a certain way. Yeah. And that's what. Yeah. And that was part of the conversation. It's like. I'm only saying this to you because you professed like this is where you want to go with mm-hmm. your life that yeah. you are a Christ. Right. That I'm, and I said I would not say this 
to an, another person that right. I know that is not, you know. But and, and, and this is important because when a person professes to be a Christian and acting like they're not, they are marring the image of Christ. And so that's why it's important for us to be able to come. In Galatians chapter 2, mm-hmm. Paul confronted Peter because when he was with the Gentiles, he was acting like the Gentiles. You know, he eating ribs and ham sandwiches and stuff. But when the Jews came, he pulled away from them. Mm-hmm. And so Paul called him out in the verse. It says, I called him out in front of all of them mm-hmm. because he was a Jew, but he wasn't acting like a Jew. Yeah. And so he didn't, you know, well, he wasn't a Malachi, uh, you know, acting uh, yeah. passive about it. He called him out in front of all of so them. So this is based off of what someone says. So someone is like, you know what? I believe in God. God is blessing me. Uh, me and God are friends. And then you hold that person accountable to what they say. If they're professing to be Christ, yes, you a have Christian. every right to check a Christian. Yeah, yeah. They, you got every right to check them. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you do it? Galatians 6. Yeah. If a person caught in sin, those who are spiritual, restore them. Yeah. Gently. Uh-huh. Gently. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's, that's the so, part I need to work on. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and when we're talking about somebody who's given a limited amount of time to, to live. Yeah. You're being obedient by going to them. Right. You're being obedient about making sure that they're sure. Uh-huh. That they're going to... Right, to be mm-hmm. with Christ. Because for some reason, everybody thinks just because you go to a funeral in a church, that person's going to heaven. Yeah. You know, you don't never hear a preacher say, yeah, this person, uh, they live their life, they're going to hell. You don't, <laughs> you yeah. don't hear that. Yeah. You know. So how do you communicate in that aspect? So what do you... Oh, well, you already answered that. Never mind. Yeah. So I'm going to say how I'm going to communicate now. So if I had somebody on a you on the death if i knew somebody that was on their deathbed i'll do i exactly what we talked about you know i'll talk to them um the way that um god asks us to and i leave the judgment up to between that person and god because like you said it's like that person that's driving and they see a hole if i don't let them know or like that one verse if i don't let them know their blood is on my hands mm-hmm. but if i let them know and they continue to drive that's on them so uh, yeah, you're going the wrong way. Ah, you don't know where I'm going. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I think that's important to think about, even when it comes to thinking outside of just the concept of relationship with God, is that sometimes you may know and you give information to somebody, but you got to let it, I guess, let them make the decision. Like you can't force anybody to a decision, whether they're on their deathbed or not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the most important things is one is just to use your voice and open up and, and talk to them about it. But ultimately, let that person decide. So let me ask you this. Uh-oh. What if a person that professed to be in a relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. but doing unscrupulous business acts? Yeah. Then they're probably not. No. How do you do? What do you do? I would still address them. Like, that's what we just talked talked about. And based off of the response will dictate how I respond or if I respond. Mm-hmm. Like, if I tell, if I, you know, if somebody does something that's, reckless or you know against what the scripture says and i confront them about it and they're like okay no this is okay i'm gonna do this because i'm a grown man blah 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 
th- that's not for me to mm-hmm. like the battle with that anymore. Like that's I let I told the person about the hole in the ground, and it's up to them to do a U turn. But here's what I want you to see. Now, what I did, then I asked you about business. They're doing something unscrupulous. You went right in and said what you would do. Okay. You, you see how it. they try to get you. But hold on, hold on. But you didn't think about it. But when I added the person got so much time to, to live, you said, I don't know. You had to think about it. What I did is raise the bar. Mm-hmm. You see? So the situations we're comfortable with, we're in our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And we'll move on that. But when you add in the depth, that's like if I put a two by four and say you walk across it, put it on the ground, you'll walk across it. But yeah. if I raise it 30 feet in the air, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? The anxiety comes in. Yeah. So when I talked about the depth situation, that's the anxiety come in. You wasn't sure, mm-hmm. you know, your position, same position, mm-hmm. same gospel, same word. But it was, the situation was heightened. You understand? Yeah, that's but crazy. we are we called to perform in every situation. That's why we need each other, mm-hmm. whether in business or not. If you're doing something unscrupulous in business, by right, I not only because I'm your dad, it's because we have a relationship with Christ and we're supposed to act in a certain way. Mm-hmm. I'm to come to you with it. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, I'm too I'm too old for you to whoop me. So <laughs> don't believe that, boy. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you can't do that. I will call the police yeah, on you. But, I mean, um, um, you don't have to just go around, like I said, just, just slamming folks with yeah. with the Bible. But as as Christians, we're supposed to act a certain way. Yeah. And and, and some things uh, are uncomfortable. Yeah. And it circles mm-hmm. all the way back around and stepping outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Every single time, every single episode. That's why we're mindset development. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but we don't think about it sometimes. We 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 have yeah. to step outside that comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. took me like a week. To a week like to what? To say something to that person. Oh. Um, because I I was like kind of nervous to say anything, and the only reason I did is because the door opened <laughs> to mm-hmm. do that. But um, see, you spoke on something that they said. It's nothing that you heard. Yeah. It wasn't hearsay. No, it was see, something, yeah. A lot of times we'll go at a person because of hearsay. And I know if it's true or not. Right. Is that what you're saying? Right. Or you haven't had that experience. Is it somebody told me you doing this or whatever? You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's a little different. Yeah. That's a totally different conversation. It is. So maybe we should save that for next time. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put a pin in it. but yo i um i feel like i learned like i I say i learned something i learned something from every episode whether i lead the conversation or not but i feel like i definitely learned something from this one one is that um you never know how much time you have so why would you waste your time not telling somebody else about their time does that make sense did that what i just say make sense well i'll listen to it on the tape and i'll tell you afterwards <laughs> but um that, that your that your time is in promise and god puts us on this earth for a reason so our job is to communicate and spread the gospels in any situation whether somebody's on their deathbed they're healthy and running up and down a basketball court or you're conducting business and even when it comes to just like developing helping somebody develop their mindset and doing different things in life is that your time is not promised so mm-hmm. everything that god has given us everything that we've learned here on this earth 
is a gift and gifts are made to give so yeah man just give your gifts <laughs> share your gifts yeah yeah but any last any last closing things for you sir me yeah no All right. for you miss awa uh be gentle be kind those are your takeaways from today. Yes. Be gentle. Watch your tongue. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I said the truth, but yeah. I didn't deliver it the way that I maybe should have delivered I got you. it. Yeah, I guess. So, you know, be gentle. Be kind. Mm-hmm. If you're not, work on it. I'll yeah. be there with you. <laughs> Ayla make it sound like an AA meeting. <laughs> But once again, we appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. First and foremost, make sure you take take the time and head down to Blended, uh, which is located in Belden Village Mall. Check out our booth and the other uh, the 29 other vendors that's down there. Uh, we have some new apparel on the way, so keep a lookout for our super soft hoodies. Um, pre-orders are coming soon, so keep your eyes out for that. Um, also, head over to our website and visit us at www.nonegations.com to book either Daryl Sr. to talk about corporate diversity. He's out here doing great things. Ayla um, helping doing ministry work and, and helping with the spiritual growth. She's out here doing great things. And I'm doing all right. I'm doing the health and wellness. <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> but make sure you head over there to check us out. Uh, follow us on all social media platforms. And until next time. Peace.